All Things Black with Garland and Calvin present Fanboys. Fanboys is a weekly breakdown of the sports world from a fan's perspective. Now, here are your hosts, Garland and Calvin. All Things <laughs> Black presents Fanboys. We back, people. Boop, boop. We black, are black. Black. They, they broke us out the plastic. I'm Calvin. <laughs> <laughs> that guy right oh. there. It's my guy, Garland, and we are back. How, how you doing, sir? I'm feeling great, y'all. We kind of forgot how to do this because it's been so long. Life has been life, and I, I forgot how to set up the computer. Uh, my, my my stand broke, so I'm holding a mic like a Michael McDonald. We run dancing in the front aisle. <laughs> yeah, man, but I'm uh, feeling good, man. You know, it's it's been a long couple of weeks, y'all. A lot of stuff has been going on. And so, hey, just thank y'all for y'all prayers and y'all support and stuff like that. I've had a transition with my mom and, you know, just other things and stuff. So, yeah, just just keep us lifted up. Yeah, definitely keeping the uh, Garland Williams family lifted, you know what I mean? So want to make sure we, we do that, constantly do that. Also, a lot of things have been going on because, you know, Garland – um, outside of the definite sad, sad part of his life, but Garland didn't want to oh, record because he had picked the Warriors <laughs> to um, advance. Oh in the playoffs my God! It has been a minute. My Lakers, my Lakers got up on him. You know what I mean? He ran into yeah. my Lakers. My Lakers they, got up on him, and they ran into Western a buzzsaw. <laughs> they did. And remember, I was at game two. I actually went to. That's uh, why they. That's why they lost. Yeah. <laughs> Calvin was feeling overconfident out there in Denver. That's why they lost. That's why they lost. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know, I guess these types of white boys are everywhere, but I had old Paul Wall type white boy come up to me at the game. And as soon as, right before the game started, now I'm by myself. So I'm sitting by myself right. all around, um, just a bunch of Nuggets fans. And he came up to me. I see, I see you, baby. It's all love there, though, dog. I see you, baby. I see you over here solo by yourself, dog. It's all love. You ain't got to worry about nothing up in here. I got you. I got you. I was like, thanks, Paul. <laughs> I was like, thanks. Thank, thanks, M. <laughs> I didn't know they was out there. Like I thought they he sounded like he was straight from Houston. Like, you know what I mean? We was in we was in Denver, you know. So Well, you know, they smoked that weed out there and stuff. And so you oh, you out there all by you. Yeah, they smoked that weed. The girl weed out next there. to me, the girl and her husband that was sitting on one side of me, they smelled like weed. They was and they was older white people. They smelled mm-hmm. like weed weed. I was yeah. like, oh, it's get they they got 5280 that's how many feet they are above sea level so right you see if you ever see 5280 on the court that's what it was i ain't know what it oh, was, okay wow that's what everything is that's why they're a mile high yeah that's why they mile high that's, so, that's mile why high, they mile so. high because they all that we uh, did you did you get out of breath just like the lakers did were you out of breath like um <laughs> so first of all <laughs> like lebron and in in our street clothes were you out of first, breath like that but first of all, I'm fat. So absolutely I was out of breath. I mean, I don't even know why you you know why you asked me that. Me, me just standing up in the arena had me like oh, time, time. I was looking for Darwin. I was like Dog, Dog, hey. Wanted, coach. One of the pictures you had, you did have on an oxygen mask. I was like, why Calvin got on his CPAP mask out here at the game? <laughs> 
then you know after the game you ain't getting no ubers i ain't really know what public transportation was then it started pouring outside so i was just walking to the hotel looking like a sad puppy then i then i went found this uh little asian uh shop called bow it was a restaurant and bar Uh and they stayed open late so i went there and ate and then I got an Uber from there because I was like, if I walk any more, so I'm going to pass out. Be slumped over on these Denver streets somewhere. There you know what was wrong with Hachitachi, why he couldn't get up and down the court. Bruh. But it, it really wasn't it was that good. bad. It, yeah, it wasn't that bad. They actually got the um, the smoke before we did. So when I was there, all the, you know, the white people were pissed. They were mad because you couldn't see the mountains and you can see the mountains from anywhere in Denver. And I was like, why can't you see the mountains? They said the Canadian fires are blocking the mountain and they would point to where they would be. And it wasn't nothing. You couldn't really tell it was smoke. It was just nothing, but it looked like gray sky. Um, They said, but that's all smoke. And they were pissed. And then we got it a couple of weeks later. We got it here. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. Like, yo, why does it smell like a cigar lounge outside with bad (laughs) ventilation? I know you don't do cigars, but I was like, "Am I at Dan's no, Cigar Lounge on Route 40? Because it's it's like the ventilators broke up outside." I'm scared to do cigars because people be putting weed in them and make blunts, and you know, I know weed ain't illegal no more, but you know, you know how I feel no, about we too we, we too old for black and miles. We we, we smoking. We smoking Cohibas. We ain't trying to Cohiba costs too much to be breaking up and putting up, making it a blunt. So. I w- I would try a cigar for the first time, but I'm 51 and I hate to be the one on the news. Man dies first attempt that cigar. Right. I'd be like the Lembas of cigars and stuff. <laughs> Let me stop. Right. Anyway, what we got going no, on today? We got something, man. We got we're gonna recap the uh, the NBA and the finals and everything. Talk a little LeBron, and we're gonna talk some draft that's coming up. We're gonna talk a little bit about your boy Zion and uh, Bradley Beal. They've been in the news, possible trade scenarios for them. Your boy John Morant is like the uh, person when your parents say they're gonna beat you. And if you be waiting all day for that beating and then it becomes nighttime and you still waiting for that beating and ain't beat you yet. He's still waiting for the belt from Adam Silver. So we're going to talk I thought about he got him. No, I think he got that belt. Did he get the belt? Oh, okay. Well, Google it while we sitting here and see if all he right, got all that right, belt all right. and all. And so, and then uh, we're going to talk a little golf. You know, uh, we missed some stuff over the last couple of weeks, but we are going to talk about, uh, PGA and live and what happened with that. Give you our thoughts. We're going to talk a little NFL as well. Of course, we got to touch on the O's and then we're going to close out with some come on, yo. And so let's go on back to the NBA and let's talk about the finals. Congratulations to the first time NBA champion Denver Nuggets as they completed a gentleman's sweep of the Miami Heat on Monday with a 94 to 89 win in game five uh, to take the series four games to one. Uh, Nikola Jokic, who was awarded the uh, 2023 Bill Russell Finals MVP award, averaged 30 points, 14 boards, seven dimes, and one steal per game for the finals. Um, first, before we go into any analysis, we got to acknowledge Calvin. He correctly picked the Nuggets to win the title at the beginning of the season. So uh, kudos to Calvin. Come on, just go ahead. I know y'all clapping out there in podcast land. And so, you know, give it up. FanDuel code CFAT. Get $10 off your next fan. And I'm lying. FanDuel. But if you want to sponsor me, you know, you 
sponsors. Right. I, I I mean, I'm 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 Garland the Greek doing football, but Calvin correctly called this. Uh, I was for the Golden State Warriors and they got mashed and what have you, but uh the Nuggets, they appeared uh, they uh appeared to be the cream of the crop. We did say someone was coming out the west. We didn't think the east was strong enough and that proved right. You had a play-in eighth seed actually get all the way to the finals, which was uh the second time that's happened because the Knicks were the first to do it and they lost to the Spurs when they made it. And so just in your estimation, Calvin, you you got out there, you saw a game of the Nuggets versus the Lakers. What went right for the Nuggets in this series? What, what worked for them? Why did they win the championship? Jamal Murray, the uh, chemistry between Murray and Jokic. I mean, it, it they just, just so the game I was at was game two. So um, the Lakers had double digit lead going into the second half. And mm-hmm. even in the fourth quarter, the Lakers were taking the lead. But all of a sudden, Jamal Murray just went off. Um, and if you notice, when they were playing the Heat in the finals, Jamal Murray, when he didn't have a good game, they didn't fare so well. Um, but Jamal Murray was just on fire. He could have easily won MVP also. Um, him and Jokic, their chemistry is great. And then the supporting cast around there, Caldwell Pope, the two Brown boys. I, I mean, it just it, they, they played very, very well. Um, the only thing I don't like about the Nuggets is their coach. I do not like Malone. You don't like Malone? I, I don't like Malone only because – um, just like when they when they won the first two games against the Lakers, well, actually the first game, he's getting on the interview and saying, all you all are talking about is how the Lakers lose and you're not giving us any credit. Are you kidding? Like, you're the number one seed. Everyone picked you to win. No one mm-hmm. – the Lakers are just a good story right now, and the Lakers actually played you well first game. But stop taking the focus away from your team. Like, he he eventually chilled out since then, but that, that put a sour taste in my mouth. Like, stop looking over your shoulder, sir. You you had the best team, arguably the best player on the floor, um, definitely throughout the playoffs. So, But no, man, the, the Nuggets were tough. And even when the, the Lakers made it, I told you, my heart says Lakers, but if I got to bet, I got to go mm-hmm. with the Nuggets. They just too strong all over the place, too strong. Fun fact about Mike Malone, he coached in Baltimore City at Friends School on on uh, Charles I remember Street. you were talking, yeah. you were saying yeah, that. Yeah, talking about that. Yeah, yeah, so Mike Malone has a little local tie. I agree with you. I think it was really Jokic and uh, Mary. I mean, the class of players, they just had better players than the Heat. Whenever they needed a bucket, they could go to Jokic or they could go to Mary and they got him a bucket or they created buckets for the other players. And so I just think they, their players were just better in crunch time situations. Mm -hmm. And I think something that we're not giving them enough credit for is their defense. They held outside of the game two loss. They held the heat to under 100 points in all those wins. Uh, Definitely keeping them under 90 in the last uh, game, which was, it wasn't the greatest game because both of them were bricking from three point for uh, most of the game. They didn't really start hitting three pointers until maybe three or uh, two or three minutes left in the fourth quarter. But for the most part, I mean, I thought their defense was excellent. Uh, Jokic really showed that he's a, a top 25, top 10, top 15 player, wherever you want to put him as a center. Uh, give him top five. Doing? Give him top. Yeah. Um, when he wanted to back you down, he backed you down. When he needed to hit a three, he hit a three. Uh, when he needed to get the ball to someone else, he got him that ball and he got him and got the ball to them in the position to score. And so, um, yeah, just 
the two best players, two best players, and they could lean on those players, and those players created opportunities for everyone else. Uh, when we think about the Heat, I think what went wrong for the Heat was is that they really, outside of uh, Jimmy and Bam, Bam might have played a half for you, they really just didn't have the players. They didn't have the horses. I know somebody got kind of giddy uh, about um, what's my man? He played with Cleveland. Uh, oh my god! Why well, don't forget him? Oh my god! And um, they they put him in for game two and they won uh, forward. Uh, oh, Kevin Love. Yeah, Kevin Love. I, I'm sorry, people. Kevin Love. And so uh, people got giddy because Kevin Love hit a three or two, but for the most part. That that pixie dust that was on Struess and that was on those other players, J. Cole's boy who um, got a shot on the team and what have you, that pixie dust, it, they ran out of pixie dust by the time they got to the finals. They just were not able to keep with uh, the quality of players that the Nuggets have. And so outside of Jimmy, and and Jimmy really, you know, uh, he it wasn't like he was dominating like he was in those other series. Um, I think they just plane ran out of gas towards the end and you know what are your thoughts about them and what went wrong for the heat yeah well kevin love ain't want no smoke you could talk to see from the time he came in the <laughs> right. game he was just passing the ball really like he was taking right. shots if they were wide open but kevin ain't, he ain't want no smoke um not having tyler hero was was a big deal because they definitely needed his three-point shooting uh strauss was, he he went extremely cold um uh, Martin, I think uh, who you were talking yeah, about, Martin. Uh, Ma- mm-hmm. Martin, he, you know, it, it's so funny how they were getting on Martin and Strauss, like, oh, they're not doing well. Th- these guys aren't stars; they're role players that just right. played very well against the Celtics. You know, right. um, they right. needed Jimmy, and what Jimmy did in against uh, Denver is what I thought he would do against the Nuggets, which was just, I mean, what I thought he would do against the Knicks, which is kind of just lose the gas because it's all on him. Mm-hmm. And he finally lost the gas against the Nuggets. But, I mean, shout out to Miami. Like, they won a game. They won a game in Denver who nobody had won in Denver throughout the playoffs. So they won a game in Denver. They made the games interesting and competitive, except yes. for I think it was game, maybe game four, it wasn't pretty game four towards it yeah it, it, once yeah once denver got up and i think they won that by double digits they yeah but other than that i mean no one expected miami to do that well and again like like we say and i think people are starting to give them a little more credit because the national commentators were saying it but eric spolstra is one of the best coaches ever in the game he is a hall of fame coach and he uh he willed them boys like him and jimmy willed them boys there that's a team with a lot less talent bam faded at the end but he can't get with Jokic. it's it's nothing bam could do with Jokic. he's like what is bam like six eight something like that like maybe six nine yeah it's nothing he could do with him i agree with you uh and shout out to eric spolter yeah i we we talked about him um at the beginning of uh of the season that you know he's one of the better uh coaches in league one of the best top five um and i think we you know we may have to put malone up there as well if they keep on winning if they return i will say that because um we pretty much i mean i was uh, listening to something today they were talking about the player management that got them to that point of winning the championship and how they basically really you know they didn't have a lot of controversy around um player health management you know they set the players at good times uh, they were not uh, putting a lot of minutes on them towards the end of the season. 
And I think it really benefited them down the uh, as they went down the uh, playoffs. And I think we have to give credit to Malone because, you know, he did pick out some good matches. Yeah, I know he has uh, Jokic and he has Mary on there. And sometimes it's just, I, I think sometimes, all right, we talk about Spolstra, but come on now. Two Spolstra championships with LeBron, D-Wade, and Bosh. Okay, he didn't have to do, t- and he had Jesus Settles worth on that team. He didn't have to do too much, okay? Just throw the ball out there and let them do it. So, I mean, yes, he's he's a good coach, but let's not make him into uh, the second well, coming of Red R back and, well, and, and I all think that stuff, okay? I, I didn't start giving him credit, and I think a lot of people didn't start giving him credit until mm-hmm. he did not have Wade and yeah. LeBron. He's, he's and won with them, but he's won without them, but he has exactly. not won a, a championship exactly. without them. So he hasn't won a championship, but he did make yeah. two finals. And you know the bubbles the, final the, is the, the finals, hardest. That, the bubbles final is the He's made one final. Finals. He's made one final without LeBron. Yeah, you going to stop. you going to stop discounting my bubbles final. That he made... <laughs> Was not a final. That the was like bubbles a, final. That was like an and one tournament. It's just the most <laughs> difficult finals to make. <laughs> and yes. he did it all with Udonis Haslam. <laughs> Dog. <laughs> That's when Tyler Hero became Bubble Boy. So trust me that nobody has respect for the bubble. And so, uh, what are the chances of the Nuggets uh, repeating next season? What are your thoughts uh, right off the bat, uh, Calvin and Green? Oh, wow. Um, it's going to be difficult. You know, um, you, you, you're looking at, well, Memphis is probably out of it. But you're, you're looking at, of course, the Lakers are going to try to amp up. The Suns are going to try to amp up. You never know what's going to happen down in Houston. Um, they're they're definitely looking to uh, add some more there. Um, I, it's going to be difficult. I think they got a great chance to do it. Um, Joker and Mary are just th- they're just that good. I think they have a great chance to do it. Um, I just don't see anyone in the East beating them. But you never know. Again what kind of moves the Celtics make. The Celtics are really just one player away, one sure. better player away um, to get into the championship. So you just you just never know. But I, I would probably, depending on the offseason moves, I would probably go with the Nuggets again. Okay. I, I'm with you. I think it's a safe bet that they at least get to the conference finals. I mean, you have the Warriors are old. The Lakers are old. Um, Sacramento, yes, they're young and coming up. Uh, I'm not sure if they're ready for uh, prime time uh, yet. But yeah, I don't think know, Sacramento has that yeah. that that player. They have the player, but I they don't have think young they players. Have they have a good young core that, but player. they don't have like a a Jimmy Butler, like a yeah, like a, a dog, or a like yeah. they don't have a dog. And so, um, you know, we'll see. And you know, I don't know how the Suns are going to look with the full season of a healthy KD and Booker. Exactly. Uh, don't know what, you know, as a new coach, you don't know if you're bringing CP3 back. And so that's a lot of things that's up in the air as well. So in the West, there's a lot of um, change on the horizon, uh, definitely. And so we'll see. And uh, it looks like um, I just, I think I read the other day that the uh, Nuggets, their starting five are all under contract. And so you at least know that uh, that core will be back and you see what they add uh, pieces that they add to the bench. And 
uh, they could be up there again. And so, uh, again, congratulations to the Denver Nuggets for winning the NBA championship. And so let's go ahead and talk about your boy. It's not over till it's over, but your boy LeBron, the annual Will LeBron Retire Watch officially started after the Lakers swept were swept by the Nuggets. And LeBron had his best game of the series in game four where he had 40 points, 10 boards, and nine dimes. But he averaged 39 minutes per game over the course of the playoffs. In addition, he battled foot and other various injuries all season. And as if he was returning for his 21st season after that game four loss, LeBron stated, I've got a lot to think about. And so after stating at various points last season that his goal is to play with his son, LeBron Jr., or Bronny, who announced that he's taking his talents to USC in the fall, does LeBron retire or return for the 21st season? It's going to be tough. So if he's counting on Bronny, the, the game has changed a lot. First of all, does Bronny want to play with his dad? Like, we, we got sure. to think about that. Um, Bronny don't but, have a choice because LeBron runs the league. LeBron and Yeah, baseball, but so. so when he first started saying that, the NIL wasn't intact. Bronny can sure. make his own money in exactly. college and possibly make – just as much, if not more money. You know, because he was it's making not... a killing with uh, the uh, yeah. Fast and the Furious uh, thing. And I think it's... he made a million plus on that. Um, and it's not like he's, it's not like he, and maybe it'll change, but he's not a top five recruit. Um, so it's not like he's going to go there expected to dominate and it's going to be a surefire lottery pick. I mean, he should be a lot. Well, maybe not a lottery pick. He should be a first rounder. Um, so you just never know. Like he, and with that being said, which means he'll stay in college a little longer. Um, that means LeBron has to go next season, the season after that, you know, the season after that. I don't know if LeBron can take it, man. I don't know if the only way LeBron can take it is if the Lakers get another scorer, not just the, they're talking Chris Paul. How much does this man need? He had he he can't play that many minutes. The Lakers Anthony don't have Davis? scoring. They don't have. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And we <laughs> we my Lakers need another scorer. <laughs> uh, they need an outside shooter that can open up the lane and can give mm-hmm. LeBron a break. LeBron had LeBron should not have had to score 40 points. And the they got White Mike. Um, what's your boy uh, White Mike? He had a good yeah, but he's there. not a superstar. They need us. They need a. He's he's barely a star. He's good, but they need Please. another one. They need right. they need another. One. They they need. I I'm I'm pushing for Kyrie myself. I mean I'm pushing like I'm I'm calling Genie up every right. day like Genie. Let's Genie. You calling Rob Palenka? I know you got Rob Palenka on speed, dog. You got fool me. I but, I did, uh, but then when Magic mm. dissed him, I dissed him too. My lord, he stayed. <laughs> Stay with Magic. Magic I'm not. I'm not going to be here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I I think LeBron will be back. I mean, he played well this past season. Uh, if his body holds up and he's not, you know, averaging thirty plus minutes a game, I think he could maybe preserve his body another year or two. To me, the thing is, I'm not that high on Bronny. I mean, Bronny's like a exactly. three star. Three and a half star. I mean, Bronny's going to have to go to USC and blow it out in order to, to me to be a a first round pick. 
And so if he does that, and I'm not hating, so please don't come after me. I'm hating on the black no, man. I mean, and, I'm hating on and Bron- anybody no, that watches like the that. game knows they anybody yeah. that watches the game knows that Bronny isn't a he's not his father. Let, let's just no, put it like no, that. Bron- Bronny is not his dad. And so he's not Scoot Henderson. He's not uh, no. Victor Webanyama. And so, no. no. And so yeah, I, I really, it really, to me, it hinges on what happens next year in college for Bronny, because if Bronny does not have a breakout year and is projected to be a top five pick, I don't, you know, I think dad might be like, all right, it might be time for me to retire before this exactly. year, because I, I don't know, because it's going to be at least two seasons. That's what and I'm the, saying. I, and there's no doubt that LeBron will play next year because he's not going to end his career on the sweep. Right. Okay, I agree with that. Definitely not going to do that. I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, Talking about the draft, the NBA draft is uh, next Thursday, and most experts believe that uh, this is one of the most talent-thin drafts in history. Uh, The San Antonio Spurs are expected to take Victor uh, Victor Webanyama with the number one pick. Now, uh, Calvin, with at least four of the top five players ranked in this year's NBA draft, not playing at the collegiate level. You have a uh, Webin Yama who played in Europe. Um, I believe Scoot Henderson played in the G league and the other two uh, top five uh, rated picks uh, played for overtime elite. Only one top five player played in college last season. That was Miller for uh, Alabama. Can we just basically say that college basketball is done as a relevant sport? Um, we could have prior to the NIL. So mm-hmm. the, the NIL changes so much because of how much money these kids can make and they're going to get the playing time. They can stay in college, make the easy money and then come into the league. So I think that changes a lot, but prior to that, I would have said absolutely yes. Um, and, and this isn't the first year that we've seen it. It's, it's been a while, right. um, but I would have right. said absolutely yes, but I don't know now, um, you know, the kids and not only the NIL deals, but these kids now have the opportunity to go from school to school. You know, they can enter the portal if it's something they don't like, like they have a lot of freedom now. They have some free. One of the reasons they were leaving college is because of the money. <clears throat> Excuse me. They wanted to get the sure. money in the NBA. Um they didn't have the freedom. If you were at a school and they were bad, you were pretty much stuck there. Whether the coach left or not, you were pretty much stuck there. But with the freedom and the money that they have now that's involved in it, you know, I don't know. College may make a resurgence. College basketball may make a resurgence unless unless you're a top five pick. But remember, they still have that opportunity as long as they don't hire an agent to say they're going into the draft and to kind of gauge where they might fall. And if it's not where they want, they can go back to school. Yeah. I think NIL has definitely changed the game. Personally, I think you're going to see more of the impact on the football side uh, because really college football is basically like a minor league for professional football. And those guys are at least two years in school before they're eligible Uh, to be drafted. And so, you know, I think the money definitely has a major impact there. But I think for your top players, you know, for me, why go and push myself through classes and all the sham stuff for a year when I can go to the G League and just go ahead and make some money off the top, put myself in position against other professional players to be ready 
for the draft. And so I, to me, I don't know if the motivation is that although NIL is there, I don't know if it's enticing enough to say, okay, I'm just going to go for the NIL and, you know, do it that way. Because a lot of these guys, they're going to the G League, they're going to the elite teams to play, or they're going to Europe and they're getting right up there. It's boosting their uh, level of play and it's boosting their stock. I'm not sure about the level of play at the collegiate level is, you know, worth it going to, you know, put yourself in that for a year. Yeah. Now, but see, and that's where you're talking about the dedication to be better at your craft. I'm strictly mm-hmm. looking at the money because what is G League paying these kids? Uh, 50, 60,000 a year? G League is yeah, not giving 60, them. Yeah, they're not giving them money when you can get an NIL deal for 100,000. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so you're not going to the G League. Now, overseas, I can definitely see that. But why go overseas? And because a lot of times they go overseas and they kind of get lost in the shuffle there. When sure. you can stay in college, you can still get the recognition, um, make some money. And I, I don't know. I, I think it's going to I think it's actually going to help college basketball as a whole. It's going to hurt individual colleges because, again, that transfer portal is definitely building super teams here and there. So um, at least on the women's side, anyway, I, I haven't sure. seen the men build. A super I haven't team seen it yet. on the men's side yet. Um, but, you know, I, I think it's going to help college basketball overall, keeping mm-hmm. more quality players instead of I them jumping to the league. <clears throat> Excuse me. I want to see, because I mean, if we're going to have more final fours with Florida Atlantic playing Connecticut, <laughs> you know, everybody likes an underdog. <laughs> I mean, people like an underdog, but I'm talking about the blue bloods. It, it, that's where you get your stock from. You, you're not going to Florida Atlantic for the uh, NIL. I don't care how much uh, Fritos they giving you in a car. They're going to give you at the dealership. If you're a top uh, rated player, if you're coming out of high school in the top 10 or top 20. Yeah. You, you're going to UCLA, UNC, you're going to Kentucky, one of the big dogs, yeah. Kentucky, and all those things. And so, you know, we'll see. We'll see because, you know, these smaller schools, I think because the, the talent is depleting, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, it's interesting. So uh, draft next week, and we'll talk a little bit about uh, that uh, as we get into next week. Now, um, the Pelicans, let's talk about your boy Zion. I, I don't want to get, you know, everybody's had the whole Zion uh, thing and you know, let me check, uh, my, let me check my Mariah Mills watch. Seen the last time she she tweeted right. about Zion. <laughs> Zion must got that magic stick because she didn't, she got broke up about Zion. I mean, right. Zion must she even she said got she the was magic her. stick. Here we go. Uh, this was 19 hours ago. If you don't want to see my tweets, then unfollow me. <laughs> yeah, it's so Man, embarrassing. She, but she's been going in for like a week now, <laughs> nonstop. Man, that's what I'm saying. Made me go to uh, the X X X videos to see her work. I, I need to because I'm not familiar with her. She, you know, I'm old school. I only know Vanessa Del Rio and. Uh, <laughs> That's I'm not old, even old yeah. school. You was watching a projector, watching Vanessa Del Rio. That's when they had hair on the bush. And so, by the way, Vanessa Del Rio is not related to Debbie Allen or Felicia Rashad. She's not. She's not. Oh man, 
did not. I assist. held on to that fantasy for so long. <laughs> You know, her and Seika, that's all I know. Holiday, real. Are you even at Heather Hunter or Janet Jack Me or any of them? Nah, son. I got stuck with Vanessa, literally. And so it's being reported that the New Orleans Pelicans would be interested in trading Zion for a top three pick. Outside, we know that the Spurs are going to take uh, Webanyama, but the Hornets and Trailblazers have the other two picks. And in addition, the Wizards and Bradley Beal are exploring possible trade partners. Beal has a no-trade clause, which gives him the ability to control not only possible trade destinations, but also the potential package to acquire Beal impacts his ability to play for a contender elsewhere. And so let's talk, let's talk Zion first. Now, do you think the Pelicans should trade Zion? And should Mariah Mills be included in the deal? <laughs> <laughs> um, the Pel- it's so uh, the Pelicans would have to find someone willing to take on this walking ambulance, like that doesn't stay in shape. They just have right. to find someone. But if you can right. find someone, then they should absolutely trade them. Like he's he's done in New Orleans. Like you should absolutely trade him. Right. Um, I know they mad about Michael Jordan not being the owner of the Hornets anymore because Michael would make a dumb trade like this. And Michael, you know Michael yeah, would. Michael, Michael would make this dumb trade. And I mean he's a Jordan um brand uh client. Uh he played at Duke. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. That that would And be sometimes a the change of scenery is great. It might for help him out. Players. Yeah. That that change of scenery. He can I get mean... pulled pork instead of um pole boys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he could get some Carolina pulled pork instead of eating all the shrimp pole boys and etouffee down there on Bourbon Street. They they should <laughs> They should absolutely trade. I was about to say they should absolutely <laughs> trade the Benier Benger because uh, they should. They should, I mean they should. The loyalty to teams nowadays is just it's it's overrated. It's over. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. You might get one or two, but you get what you can for him. Um, especially now because although he's been hurt, people still see potential. He's still young. He can still turn sure. it around and get it together. No need to wait. And, you know, something happens and he can't now. And and that's the worst part of it. But hopefully for him, he even wants to get traded. He wants to go somewhere else, get a fresh start with a whole new team, you know. And it could be a situation like the Ravens had. It could be the athletic trainers. You know, it could be your dietitians. It could be anything. It may the be athletic, something on the team. The athletic trainer is Subway. <laughs> <laughs> that's his happening. You're so wrong. You're so wrong. It's Johnny Poe Boys. Five dollar foot long. You know, foot longs ain't even five dollars anymore. No, I know. It's Johnny Poe Boys down in the French Quarter. That's that's his that's his trainer. He's the Eating that crawfish, and well, according yeah. to Mariah Mills, he eating Mariah Mills. Yo, she was just <laughs> killing him. Yo, she was just like, yeah. you can't even do it because you can't stand up. I'm, and then, and then they need to get him away because she all like, I'm supposed to be helping you recover, bitch. You ain't done nothing. Dude. That's who doing. She, she worse than Al Saunders, the the dude that was here, uh, Steve Saunders. She's worse than the guy that was with the Ravens. <laughs> They need to fire her. She couldn't get him back on the court, Calvin. She wanted them. She got so much surgery. She shaped like a molar. She shaped like a tooth, an upside down tooth. Let me. You know what? Let me stop. Let me stop. 
Hey, no, no, no plastic surgery shaming. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I think, hey, if you can get something, if if the Hornets or the Trailblazers are willing to give up Scoot Henderson or Brandon Miller Absolutely. for him, I Absolutely. think you go ahead and you do it. I mean, the Pelicans, they've done well getting to the playoffs without him. He's been a non-factor. And um, they got a good core that they probably need to add a piece that's going to be stable, that's not going to be as injured, and that is available, and that's not Zion. You know, to me, it continues the the horrible streak of Duke players. I mean, outside of Kyrie and Grant Hill, name a Duke player that's blown up. Like that was and, big in college, and and I'm not even going to say Grant Hill because Grant Hill had uh, he had a sub Grant Hill career. He didn't have a sub. Yeah, career, I mean he started off but great. his expectations got, yeah, because of his injuries. Injured. Yeah, just, right. So maybe Kyrie. Uh, yeah, Kyrie has Kyrie? won some rings, and he's been yeah. a ma- major part of the ring. But Kyrie's crazy. We know that. Although with yeah. Kyrie, we want you in L.A. We want you to come back. Get that old okay. thing back. You on LeBron with that old. Get Don't that old that. thing back. He's trying to get him to Dallas. Now, what do you think about uh, Bradley Bill? I, to me, I, I think we were talking about Bill uh, at some point last year. I mean, to me, the Wizards, they should have been gotten rid of him for some assets and started rebuilding. And the fact that he has a no trade clause for a guy that's basically. I think he's, he's the just, only one. I think yeah, he's, he's the, the only, only player in the league with a. Why? Why? Of all the players in the league, Wait, why would you give Bradley Beal that's, and no trade clause? That's where we differ. You do not think Bradley Beal is any good. Bradley I Beal? actually think Bradley Beal. I think he's a great – he's a good player. He's just good. But he's he's done nothing for them. Think, he's not elevated them past last place. He I has think, not elevated them. I think Bradley Bill is a really, really good player. <laughs> they were better. I hate to say this because I'm not a John Wall fan. They were better with John Wall in the backcourt with him than they were with yeah with <laughs> with, with Dougie John Wall, whatever he was doing. <laughs> Superman, Superman. Whoa! I mean, whatever John Wall was doing back then, they they were better with John Wall. I mean, with Bradley Bill, I think they made one playoff. <laughs> I mean, he 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 he'll get you points, he'll get you buckets, but that's it. He don't play no defense, uh, and they he's, gave him a no trade clause. He's not Bradley Bill is not made to be the number one on a team. Bradley oh, Bill, he, he sounds like uh, Marlowe. I wasn't made to. I wasn't made to play the son. That one made he, to be the son. He should be. He should be a one <laughs> A or two on any team. He needs to go to a team. He he flourished when he had John Wall actually with him playing. Um, once John Wall three. stopped playing and got hurt, he just he, yeah he he just nah. But he's still a very good player. Um, I definitely he's think okay. that they should they should trade him to the uh to New Orleans. He would love it down there. He looking at all the fun Zion is having. And you right. know, coming from DC to New Orleans, that's a hey, that's that's right. like a lateral move when it comes to the ladies. That's a lateral right. move right there. He get down to New Orleans, they'd be like, hey baby, what you doing there, Bradley baby? <laughs> right. Yeah, he he'll be in his element. He'd definitely be in his element, but 
I don't know, but yeah, hopefully they go ahead because they need to rebuild. They need to go ahead and absolutely just start rebuilding that team. They probably should have did it two seasons ago. I doubt. I, I really don't think they should have gave him that big contract, that extension. He was not worth that money. He earned that and, contract. That's right. We keep we talked about this, bro. He, earned he did contract. not go to any play. <laughs> he that I had to look this up for the night. Yo, he ain't earned that contract. He it, that just contract. like he was playing in the bubble. But anyway, and so. <laughs> We'll see what happens with uh, Bradley Beal and the Wizards. The Wizards were so bad, they didn't even make the bubble. That's what I'm trying to tell you. That's why the bubble was the bubble was only for the elite. Only right. for the elite. Right. Oh, my goodness. Now, I don't even think they can win down Barry Farms, the Wizards. If they went down Barry Farms or to the Brunson League here in Baltimore, they'd probably be in last place here. That's how terrible they are. Anyway. John Moran. So <laughs> Now I, I just look. He had not. He has not been. Um, yeah, I thought. Yet. I thought I saw yeah, something. But not nah, been beaten right. yet. But uh, Memphis Grizzly guard John Morant, uh, although he's not being charged with a crime for twice displaying a gun on social media, it will not prevent the NBA from handing down more discipline. This is what Adam Silver said last week, and Silver is preparing to announce where uh, whatever penalty is coming Morant's way for the second gun incident shortly after the end of the NBA Finals. That's when he's going to lay down the uh, the ruling. He suspended uh, Morant for eight games in March after the Grizzly star held a gun in a suburban Denver nightclub while streaming himself live on Instagram, dumb, dumb, uh, NBA dumb boy, and another live stream in May, this time while sharing the front seat of a car with one of his friends. And they saw Morant displaying a weapon again. And so let's go ahead and play the guessing game. How many games... Will Morant be suspended? <sighs> so if you want to just pile on to what you've already done, it's going to be 30 to half season, 30 to 40 games. If you Ooh. want to make an example out of them, you suspend them for the season. The NBA okay, can... where you where you landing at? I'm 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 gonna go with the with the 30 to 40 games. Okay. All right. All right. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go 25. I'm going to go 25 games. I, I I think it's going to be more than 20. I agree with you. It's going to be lengthy. I, uh, half the season might be excessive. I mean, he hasn't been charged with any crime. But, you know, this is a guy yeah, that was on the media tour talking late. about, I'm sorry, um, I made a mistake, I was dumb. And then he came back out and showed he was still dumb and did it again. And so it was just I, I do blatant. think you get like, spanked for that. You just came off a of suspension and you you're right. literally doing the same thing again. It's just it's just it's reckless, it's blatant, it's disrespectful mm -hmm. to the league. You know, we, we, we talk about it sometimes. Um it happened to Allen Iverson. Um it's happened to a whole bunch of them. You get that, you get that Negro wake up call, and Adam Silver's about to make that. He about to make mm -hmm. that Negro wake up call. I, I That's just, what happens to him. I don't I don't see him making out well in this one. Mm -hmm. I just don't see him making out well in this one. Yeah, he about to get caught up. Get caught up. And so we'll see what happens with Job, but we should be expecting a ruling any day now. Now let's uh, transition to talk about some golf. Uh, it's all about the Benjamins, baby. It's all about the take that, take that. And that's what uh, Jay Monahan was saying to the Saudi government. Hey, we'll take that money. Take that. That's what the, that's what the Saudi government was saying. Take that, take that, take that. <laughs> Jay Monahan, the commissioner for the PGA, was like, I'll take it. 
And so the PGA Tour, unless you've been hiding under a rock, the PGA Tour, the DP World Tour, and Live Golf League, which have been embroiled in a bitter, a bitter legal battle for more than a year, have agreed to unify and move forward in a larger commercial business. Uh, that was announced earlier this month, the landmark deal between the tours and Saudi Arabia's Public Investment Fund, or PIF, was reached without knowledge of many uh, PGA Tour members and live golf players and agents. Now, PIF, with more than 600 billion, I said billion, Bs in assets, will be the lead investor in the yet-to-be-named new entity. And it will also become a premier corporate sponsor of the PGA Tour, the DP World Tour and other, and excuse me, and other international tours. And so, um, you know, basically, the the uh, commissioner for the PGA, Jay Monahan, had these uh, golfers out here dying on the sword, protecting the PGA flag. Don't you know this is anti-American? All they're trying to do is sports wash their image as a country that is brutal to its citizens. They they assassinate journalists who uh, do reporting that does not favor the government. They're whitewashing their image. And then the following year, he says, I'll take the money. He basically told Tiger to turn down all them bands. It was reported they, they, they offered Tiger a billion. And I'm sure they offered Roy McElroy and some of the better players who stayed with the PGA a lot more money than they probably gave Phil and the others to come over as well. But now it's all like, hey, you know, we're going we're going to get together. And so it's it's kind of like Jay-Z and Nas designing we're going to go ahead and make an album and sell records and liquor together or 50 Cent and Ja Rule. That's basically what this was. And so uh, uh what are your thoughts about this whole uh Saudi Arabia, the uh investment fund and the PGA merging and uh the impact of this? Let me let me let me do my best barbershop imitation right here. Man, fuck the PGA. You know how I, you know how I feel about the PGA. And right. they they literally showed their own people that they ain't shit. First of all, you made all these guys talk bad about dude stick with us you know we're mm -hmm. we're in the right and this and that they will eat their fucking own you oh my gosh it is so and you know they get on the interviews like well yeah it's not really a merger and you know they they didn't have anything to do with 9-11 because if they did i would kill them themselves myself and all that bullshit you ran after the money. You made right. these guys stay with you and run after the money. You talk bad about Phil Mickelson. You mm -hmm. lit these guys up for leaving mm -hmm. and taking the money for you to turn around and take the motherfucking money. The PG, I told you then, the PGA wasn't shit. Now, we had figured when we talked about this initially, we had figured that they were going to assimilate somehow. The PGA was going to come around and deal with them. I didn't know it was going to be this soon. It ain't even been a year. It ain't no. even been a fucking year. It hasn't been a folded. year. And you fucking folded. Man, fuck the PGA. And they fuck had no they reason to fold. Ass. Well, they did. They did the money. That's why they folded. That's the they only reason. reason. That's the. Uh, okay. Because black people do it too, but white people in power will eat their own to get that paper. 
They will eat their own. And this sure. is some bullshit. It, I, I know if you're a golfer, um, if you're a high arc, if you're like a, a Rory or somebody, you got the money, you can walk away. But some of these guys can't walk away from it. But I would be so pissed off. Sure. I'd be like, sure. you block you block my blessing just to get your own fucking blessing. Fuck you. Right. You can never yeah. trust them again. Never trust me. I, I'm with you. I, I, first of all, the commissioner would have to go. That guy would have to go. Exactly. He he wouldn't have my vote of confidence. He but you know why he's not going to go? Because the PGA is making money from his little hypocritical ass decision. So he ain't going oh, nowhere. Yeah. He ain't going yeah. nowhere. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, it's crazy. One day I was home just flipping channels on a Saturday, and I happened to come across the Live Golf League. It's on... It's on UPN or no, the CW. Because oh, okay. UPN doesn't exist. It's on the CW. I didn't even know it was on the CW. And I was like, who's playing? What are they doing? It it's not getting it wasn't getting any national coverage. It was not being talked about on Sports Center. Nothing like that. I mean, they basically were losing in the sense of uh marketing to the public. Nobody was watching it. Nobody is watching it. But I agree with you. It's like when you you know, you have a friend and they be like, yo, we mad at so-and-so. Don't be talking to them. And then all of a sudden, one day you come in and you, you see them at the table laughing and eating together. And you be like, whoa, I thought we wasn't talking to um, homeboy. Oh, no, we we straight now. But, yeah, you ain't talked to me about it. You got me out here bumping exactly. into him, you know, <laughs> giving him the evil eye exactly. and all that stuff. And now y'all y'all boys? Exactly. You think you should have talked to me first before you decide you're gonna broker some peace? So, and so yeah, man. So we don't like him anymore. So we don't like so him. So now anymore? it's just me don't like him. Right. Exactly. <laughs> now I'm in my feelings, but y'all, y'all, y'all chummy now. Y'all up in here all buddies and whatnot, high-fiving, drinking beers. At the club, line dancing and shit hey. on TikTok, synchronized dancing and shit. Hey. But you had me up in here mad for almost a year. I, I don't even know homie like that, but you got me all upset. <laughs> That's basically what happened to Tiger in them. And so, yeah, it, it's horrible. It's hypocritical. It's all those things. And so I was just saw something on the news today that Congress is looking into it. I don't care what they do. They're not going to do nothing. They ain't do nothing about Trump. And so, Fuck Congress, too. <laughs> right? So all that, it's, it's, it's all crap. And so I... I but, you know, it's going to happen, and it just shows that money wins. In the end, money is king. Money is mm -hmm. king. And so, um, you know, we just saw with this. And so the next thought is, you know, people think, okay, well, what's to stop them from buying an NBA franchise? What's to stop them from buying an NFL franchise? What's to stop them from getting into Major League Baseball? And those are the next things that is coming. So be ready, people. I know you're going to lose your little mind when, especially if they when they get into baseball, they're really going to lose their mind because that's that's as American as apple pie. That that's America, baseball. And so as soon as they get into baseball, because they already got soccer, we don't know what's going on in Europe. They're already buying the top football clubs in Europe, you know, and so they've already entered into the mainstream in Europe. Now this is their part of getting into the mainstream sports culture here in the United States. Start with golf. Well, you know, it's going to be one of the big three that'll be next. And so we'll see what happens. I agree. Let's talk a little.
Yeah, let's talk a little NFL. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, he's out there, people. The Arizona Cardinals released <sighs> wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Hopkins' future with the Cardinals have been in question since the end of the 2022 season because of his team high $30.7.5 million cap hit, which ranks top amongst receivers in the NFL and seventh overall. Uh, but releasing Hopkins, or excuse me, by releasing Hopkins, uh, the Cardinals saved eight point one five million in cap space for uh, 2023. But they are taking a dead cap hit of twenty two million. Uh, the Bills, Titans, Ravens, and Patriots are among the teams reportedly interested in Hopkins. And over the past three seasons, Hopkins dropped only three passes on three hundred and fifteen targets, the lowest drop rate. 1.0% among 62 receivers who have been targeted at least 175 times during that span. So, Calvin, the question is, should the Ravens try to sign Hopkins or focus on other needs? It's it's so tough. Um, and we're all excited at this new look Ravens. And it's so tough to have a guy like that just out there. Um mm-hmm. And because his his slight demands are he wants to play with a great quarterback. He wants mm-hmm. to play with a team that has that. a great chance of winning the Super Bowl. We have that. That's not the Patriots. It could be the Bills. Could be. It could be the Chiefs. Um, you didn't mention the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs. I didn't are mention contended. the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are a contender. Yeah, also. but they had to work something out with their with their cap and stuff. I think they're a little tight on the cap. To get DeAndre Hopkins, you know, yes. they'll work that Yeah, but out. They'll, they'll make it happen. Make um, it happen. It's, it's so tough. So the Ravens right now are looking at a little – they're looking a little thin in cor- at cornerback, and they don't necessarily need another wide receiver. However, Rashad Bateman's health, OBJ's health, and if you lose them two, you're kind of back to where you were. I mean, you got Zay Flowers, but he's a rookie. Kind of back to where you were last year. Nelson Aguilar can't hold on to the ball. I think they I think they really want to make a play for DeAndre Hopkins, but they don't want to give him that reported $14, 15000000 million that he's asking for to match with OBJ. I think he's in a situation where uh, Lamar Jackson was if – if Odell is getting 14 from the Ravens, I deserve at least 15, 16, you know, and I think that's sure. what he's looking for. And sure. he's right about that. But he comes down off that price. I think the Ravens are I think the Ravens are contender now. But if he comes down off that price, I think they're a solid contender. He did meet with the Titans, but again, the Titans are not favored to make any type of playoff run. Um, they don't even have a quarterback, you know? They don't even have a quarterback. Yeah. So yeah. Tannehill. And I agree with you. I thought they, um, they released Tannehill, didn't they? No, no, no. They still got Tannehill. Oh, okay. Um, and, you know, they drafted uh, Will Levis. That's right. They drafted Levis. Too. And they still have Malik right. Willis. Yeah. Right. And so um, I'm sure Hopkins wishes that they released him earlier because I think the Ravens would have signed him before they signed it, OBJ. Absolutely. Well, they were trying I, I to trade him. Remember, they, they were, were trying, trying to, to make the trade yeah. and what have you. And, of course, the, the Cardinals wanted uh, probably more than what the Ravens wanted to give up. But uh, I'm certain that they probably would have loved to have him. And then that probably would have impacted them drafting Zay Flowers. if Maybe if they get uh, Odell and um, DeAndre, that impacts them taking Zay Flowers. 
I really think they need some help on the defensive line, especially pass rushing. I'm tired of seeing Justin Houston. Justin Houston's good for about four games. After those four games are up, he he expires. He he's done. He's like some he's like some double mint gum. After about <laughs> five chews, or how about this? He's like some big league gum. You remember the big league big gum? league chew, the little big shred. league chew, yeah, the little like shred. the tobacco. Mm-hmm. <laughs> after about after about ten chews of that, that all that sugar and flavor gone, you just got a a whole bunch of sticky stuff in your mouth for nothing. Pause. And so. <laughs> <laughs> I really think that they really need to focus on either corner or they need to focus on a, a pass rusher. And I, Ojabo, he's unproven. He only played really one game last year. Uh, of course, um, Owe, Owe, I, I think this is a make or break year. This has to Owe, be a make or break year. Yeah, if he doesn't give you double-digit sacks, it's time to move on. I mean, when they drafted Judon, Judon was a fifth-round pick. But he produced in year two or three where he was a double-digit or a high single-digit sacker. Um, Owe, I don't think he's had over four or five sacks uh, in any of these seasons, uh, the three seasons that he's been it's been to, the two seasons that he's been with the Ravens. And so um, they're untested there. I, and I really think, you know, I would rather them. But who's out there? And, and so uh, right now you, you're only going to get you know, retreads anyway. And um, so we'll see. But you never can have too too many weapons. That's how I feel. I agree That's with true. you. I mean, they're already giving Bateman cortisone shots in his foot. Exactly. And, you know, I, I don't know, unless you're like 60 years old, you're not supposed to be getting cortisone shots after you've had this major foot surgery and everything. And so and OBJ is coming off not playing for two years. Well, a full yeah. year, rather. Um, right. But, yeah. He's coming just, off of ACL. Yeah. And so, you just, yeah, I you think, just I think it's just the price tag that DeAndre is mm-hmm. asking for now. But they can collude on him like they did uh, LeVar Jackson. If, if ain't nobody going to pay it, then sure. the, Ravens, the Ravens will step up and give them something. Um, I'd love to. Ankle. I'd love to have DeAndre Hopkins. I'm with you. You can't have too many weapons, but I'm also with you. you need something on defense, and no mm-hmm. Justin Houston slander. He may only be good for five games, but at his age, we need them five games. Somebody else needs to step up. We know how old after he that. Is. Good for <laughs> Justin that, Houston. Be, I'm not mad that, at. Be like- is he active this game? <laughs> I'm not game. mad at him at all. Is he active today? This uh, we didn't resign three fingers, did we? We ain't resigned three fingers. <laughs> Let me stop, man. That's not even right. No, we did not sign JPP. Three fingers. Three, J- three finger Monty. JB JP three. <laughs> JP. Anyway. Let's talk some baseball, man. Let's talk your Orioles. After coming off a six-game road trip against the Yankees and the Blue Jays, uh, uh, both teams picked to make the playoffs with a 5-1 and one record. Uh, the Orioles returned home and went 2-4 and four over a six-game homestand versus the uh, Rangers and Guardians, and they lost one of their best players in those series, uh, center fielder Cedric Mullins, uh, to a groin injury, and he's out for the next several weeks. Also, they just put I run um, strikeout Mount Castle. I don't think there's a pitch that he won't swing at. At one time, he got a strike. He was in the clubhouse, and he swung at a ball that he saw on the screen, and they called a strike on him. And so uh, he's 
uh, on the in- injured reserve. And so uh, then they went 500 on the road versus the Giants and the uh, Brewers, but they've won the six of the last seven they won today to take two or three from the Blue Jays, and they're still in second place. They're about four games behind the Rays. And so uh, who's been their most impactful player for you, Calvin, over the last month? Well, it was set, well over the last month. So it was Cedric Mullins, but now – Gunner is starting to get his thing off. Gunner is getting his thing off. But, but let's not. Let's. So when we talked about you need a new start, what's, what's the boy that's playing center field now that came in uh, for Cedric Hicks. Mullins? Hicks. Aaron Hicks that they signed from the Yankees. The Yankees released him. He was an impact for Oriole within two days. He is getting his thing off. Gunner has been the most impactful right now, but Aaron Hicks has been a very quietly refreshing addition and backup to Cedric Mullins. So when Cedric Mullins come pl- comes back, play both of them. You got to keep Hicks in the lineup. Got to keep him in the lineup. I'm with you. Uh, Hicks has been a major impact. I think, you know, they were a little worried about what was going to happen in center field because Cedric had been playing very well this year. He had given them some power numbers uh, and some great defense in center field. And so that was a major loss. But uh, they've managed to stay up in there. And Hicks has played very well. Um, I agree with you about Gunner, though. Uh, I think he's hitting and it's coming on at the right time. I mean, just think. Maybe a couple weeks ago, maybe early in May, we were really thinking maybe they need to send him down to the farm. I mean, he was struggling I was that thinking, much. I was thinking yeah, that. that, you know, he might need to go down to Norfolk and work out his swing or whatever. And he's caught fire. He's played very well for them. Um, Hicks, uh, Hayes has been up there all season. All season. Uh, he's in the top 10 in batting in the American League, uh, doing very well for them. And so... Um, I think they've just put it together. And some of the replacements that they've had at first place have given them better on base percentage than Mount Castle. I like Mount Castle, but Mount Castle is feast of famine. Either it's a home run or it's a strikeout. Uh, he's kind of like the guy they had several years ago. The, oh the one guy. that's still paying. They're still, they're not, still paying. Not, not Chris Davis. Oh, they not had that another one. guy that was playing first base before Chris Davis. And he, he, I think he went to Colorado Um, too. He was just, you know who I'm talking about, but he was just a, either he was a strikeout or he was a home run. Uh, I'll look him up, but uh, nonetheless, not Trumbo because Trumbo was in the outfit, not not Trumbo. Oh my God. I can't remember this guy's name, Uh, but he wound up playing. He was a third baseman, but wound up playing a lot of first base for them right before uh, Davis. And so, um, yeah, I, I like Mike Castle, but you know, he's feast of famine. And I think that, you know, uh, they just put enough together to keep them up in the mix. But, you know, uh, the American league East is just so strong. I mean, despite the fact that they're winning games, they still have not, you know, uh, gained any games on Tampa. Well, actually, um, they have. Just re- remember how strong Tampa Bay started off. Um, yeah, and and to be four games back, that's a that's a hell of a hell of a lot of ground to make up, mm-hmm. and to have New York and Boston in your tailwind right now. Um, that, that's a the, the Orioles are playing Glass very half full. well. 
and it's it's glass half and full it's instead of half empty. Exciting, it's exciting. Um, sometimes in the power rankings, I know about a month or so ago, the Orioles were number two in the power ranking behind the Atlanta Braves because they had just taken two or three that. from the Rays. I was like, mm-hmm. well, and lost two or three from the uh, Braves. Remember, they, to the Braves. Yep. they almost mm-hmm. got swept by the Braves. They did pull one of right. them out, then came right home the next day to play the Rays, and they took mm-hmm. two out of three from them. So, I think if there's anything that's wrong with the Orioles, it's the pitching. Uh, we said this at the beginning yeah. of the season. Uh, we said that this team was going to rake. This team, this team was going to hit. That's not going to be a problem for them. They're going to score runs. They're going to hit the ball. But this pitching, uh, it's it's gotten kind of sketchy. And if they're yeah. thinking of going further, they're thinking the playoff run. They've got to figure out this pitching. That's got to be one of their moves uh, for the trade deadline in another month or so because. Uh, they just, to me, they don't have dependable starting. Who's their number one? I don't know. I don't think they have a number one. And, you know, outside of, you know, your closers at the end of the game that are doing you great, uh, it's those middle relievers are not necessarily solid as well. They had a, a nice little run for a minute, but um, they've, in the last several games, they've tended to kind of give up a lot of runs in the middle of the game. So what do you th- what's your thought about the pitching? They so the pitching started off so strong. Um the pitching was in the in the top right. rankings um which which gave them that boost. Now, it's the it's so I can't really blame the middle relievers because what's happening is the starters aren't taking them deep in the game. So you're using your middle relievers much earlier than you'd like to, and you're using a lot of them much more than you'd like to. So there's some games where you can't use them and guys are gassed. So teams are starting to catch up to them, but they're still holding on. They're bending, but they're not breaking. Just like today, they won the game, what, four to two? Um, yeah, you know what I mean? Yesterday, they still had a chance to win. They they lost three to one. It was a gem of a game, a pitching game. You know what I mean? They just didn't score. So they're, they're, they're bending, but they're not breaking. I, I mean, they're, they're still there. But yeah, if, if they're going to make moves at the deadline to if they're thinking about it, it's going to have to be pitching moves. It's going to have to be pitching moves. And I'm not even sold on uh, the the number one closer right now. I'm not even sold on on Felix. Yeah, Batista, right he gives yeah. he puts a lot of people on base and I'm not sold that, on him. He's done well, but yeah, I'm not yeah. Sold. It was interesting because Deadspin came out with an article about the Orioles, like right before they hit the little skid when they came back home after that five and one road trip, and uh, they struggled with uh, against the Rangers and the Guardians, and. Um, I guess everything they said was true, that the, the the hitting, it could be up and down, the pitching, mostly down, but fair to Midland. And, uh, yeah, so that's a major concern. And so we'll see what happens. I don't know if they have arms down on the farm that are, that could help them, but I know they definitely might need to move an asset to get a very good starter. They, they need someone who can give them a lot of innings. They do. Um, yeah, and, and they Eat don't necessarily some innings have in there. right now. Yeah, definitely. And so uh, we've come to the part of the show that everyone loves. Come on, yo. And so uh, we've got some come on, yo's for you. Calvin, uh, you can go first. Yeah, man. So let me go back to um, the PGA. So I alluded to it before where um, the 
the commissioner says, uh, you know, I, if any one of them hadn't, they're not doing it. They didn't have anything to do with 9-11. If any of them did, I would kill them myself and all this and that. I find it real curious and funny. And first, let me say this, because like you said, things will be taken out of context. First, let me say this. Um, 9-11 was a tragedy for everyone. And there's no diminishing that. What I find real funny is that when it's convenient, a certain group of people will look back on things and use that as a reason that we should, we can't move forward or we, we, it's so hard to move forward. But when we look back on certain things, it's always, oh, that was a long time ago. Get over that. Get over it. 9-11 was, in the grand scheme of things, 9-11 was some years ago. My uh, son was just born. So 9-11 is over 20 years old. Happened over 20 years ago. Um, But now people are mad and upset at the PGA because these guys had something to do with 9-11. How could you do that? Well, you're not over that because when we talk about 400 years of oppression, it is... Oh, get over that. You've you've moved on now. We you you've had opportunities now. Well, didn't didn't uh 9-11 victim family get reparations and recognition and aren't they still held up high and remembered and uh, so which one is it? Like do we move on and never forget or do we just not move on because I I just want the same treatment for my people that you love to extend to your own people. I just want that same treatment because we don't get it. You let us bring up slavery. It's uh, there was a, I I saw a uh, video today where girl said, uh, yeah. So slavery, although it was bad, it wasn't as bad as they make it out to be. The dude was like, so, so tell me, tell me what wasn't as bad. Like, what, what are they exaggerating? That, that, those were her words. It's been, some things are exaggerated. What's been exaggerated? She couldn't even, she couldn't even say it. She was, I, I, well, I, I don't, I don't want to get into this because you, you're lying. You're lying. A tragedy is a tragedy and they should all be remembered. And if it hurts you and it hurts your family and it hurts the family's growth, which it has done for black people for centuries now, then there's a problem. Something needs to be done about it. Stop picking and choosing which tragedies we should remember. Stop picking and choosing what we should get over. It's just not right. And it's not fair. So to, to all of you, and I'm, I try not to be too racial, but to all of you golf colored people, Come on, y'all. Come on, come on, dude. Come on, come on, y'all. <laughs> Excellent. Come on, yo. I, I mean, you're right, Cal. You're right. I mean, it's we're selective. Very selective, selective. in this country. Very selective. <clears throat> All right, now, come on, yo. Baltimore Orioles City Connect Jersey haters. <laughs> <laughs> on May 26th, the Baltimore Orioles unveiled their City Connect uniform and designed in collaboration with Nike. Uh, the Connect jersey showcased the vibrant and distinct culture of the team in their city. 
Uh, the Orioles uniform was inspired by Baltimore in its neighborhoods. The cap features an italic B commonly used on the Orioles away jersey. And uh, for the jersey itself, it featured the word Baltimore in capital letters uh, with white lettering. And on the collar and on the piping, it features colors and shapes of neighborhoods of Baltimore. The uniform is a tribute to what makes Baltimore special, which is its neighborhoods. If you're from Baltimore, you would know that we're fierce defenders of our neighborhoods and our sections of the cities where we grew up. Now, the uniforms were, uh, they were going to be worn on Fridays uh, for home games specifically. And um, the Orioles, on the 26th, they wore these City Connect uniforms. As a matter of fact, they won the first two games of the home series versus the Texas Rangers. And unfortunately, they lost both games. And Calvin, old white men lost their shack. They just could not get themselves together. Throw these uniforms out. Get rid of them. This is a market employee. And that's all that. That's what they get for trying to make money. This is a nonsense. These uniforms, that's what they get. Look, people, we we know this is a marketing scheme. We know, they're selling uniforms. Yes, we know. Stevie Wonder could see that they're selling uniforms, that they're selling paraphernalia. That's what it's for, is to connect you, is to go out to get a person who doesn't, who's not a longtime baseball fan, someone that might like the fashion of the team or might find a way to connect the team in another way. We can't stay in the 1960s. We can't stay in the 1950s. We can't stay back in the day where you got your, popcorn and cracker jack and your peanuts in the shell and you sat up up in section 34 and you brought your own beer in and you watched the games and you cracked peanuts and oh boy what a time we had back in memorial memorial stadium which was a dump by the way a terrible place to watch a game oh my god this is the greatest and we need to look people times are changing that's why baseball realizes in order to stay alive, we need to tap into new and different audiences. That's why people love this pitch clock and all the things. That's why this game is moving faster. People are getting connected back to the game now because of this, because it's not taking five hours to play a game. So if you don't like the uniform, don't buy it, but don't hate on us that love it. It's okay. Go ahead and stick with your old Oreo on the hat. Even got the get the one where it looks like the actual bird instead of the 1970s bird version. Okay, if you if you want to stay in the past, go ahead. Get a get yourself a Brooks Robinson jersey or a Frank Robinson jersey. Great, go do that. But don't hate on us if we want to get that sweet looking City Connect jersey and we want to get that sweet because I'm getting that hat. Father's Day coming up. I'm, I'm getting, getting that, that hat, and I'm they asked me, hat. I'm getting that hat, getting that and so. Leave us alone, old-time baseball person. Leave us alone. Let us connect with this City Connect. It's good. It's nice. It has a nice marketing and a story behind it, and it's fantastic. It's something new. It's something fresh. And if you want to stay in the past still hugging to wooden benches and, uh, up in Memorial Stadium, go ahead and do that. But we're, we're going to go ahead with the new stuff. So come on, yo. Stop hating on the new stuff. I think the City Connect thing, fantastic. One of the best things they've done over the last couple seasons. 
Mark Melanger and Lynn Sakata ain't walking out the dugout for you. Come on now. <laughs> Kiko Garcia is not coming to save you. <laughs> Tiffy Martinez is not coming no. in in the ninth inning to save the game. It, that, right. That's... Benny Ayala and, and Gary Renneke are not coming back. Oh, John Lowenstein, none of those people. We know old Baltimore. We're Orioles fans. We know. But we've moved on. We're adapting the exactly. news, y'all. It's cool. Exactly. Rich Dower's it's days cool. are over his yeah. days are over and um sure. by the way so um so where i work at the guy that did the commercial with nike uh Kanwandi fidel he's actually a poet and an artist in baltimore yes. so he's done a lot with visit baltimore um mm-hmm. throughout the pandemic we've had him on our magazines we've had him in our offices so he's done a lot um i actually have some posters and some books that oh, wow. he's given us um so yeah and and you know support that's that's the whole thing that's the whole thing baltimore connect um like garland said they're connected neighborhoods support your city you know we know a lot of you don't come from Baltimore. We know a lot of you only come downtown to see the game and then talk shit about our city on your way down and on your way back. I do come down, but I don't talk nothing about the city. (laughs) We know, but this is something good for the city. Um, and, And for people that hate it. Now, I will readily admit when they went 0-2, I said I love the jerseys, but they can never wear these in the game again. But they did win last Friday. They did win the home game last Friday. So they finally Mm -hmm. got them. But I never wanted them to wear it in the game. But I didn't want to get rid of them because they fresh. They fresh. They fresh. They fresh. They fresh. And and we can't – uniforms don't win – Players do no, so. Un- let's no uniform. Yeah. No uniforms. Yeah, so. yeah uniforms. No, really. Yeah, uniforms. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I ain't even going front. You, you know, I'm, if you, if you, <laughs> if you're an old school baseball player, you superstitions is above. Oh, you, yeah. yeah, but I understand. But yeah, look, come on, <laughs> these people. This is I, that, that's what they get. That's a money grab. I yes, a money grab. I idiot. hate it. I hate it. <laughs> I, Tell tell us why you really hate it. You don't really hate it because it. Some people are like, oh, it looks plain. It looks. You don't really hate. It. You hate it because those colors are on there, and you thought those colors stood for some letters like LGBT. That's why you really hate it. Tell the truth. Let it come out. They saw, let, they saw the rainbow one. Yeah. Let it. Let it come out. Let it come out. We we know why you really hate it because you don't. You're not a, as a, ex, accepting of people. We know why you really hate. You don't hate it because it's it's so plain and it just doesn't fit the city. No, it fits the city. But you thought yeah. it only fit a certain section of the city. It definitely. It fit the city because the uniform is black and it's just some exactly. white lettering. We know. We know. We know why you hate it. Oh, you know what? You're right. It's black with the white lettering and there's no red line in it. We know why you hate it. You don't see no red line, do you? you mm-hmm. And guess what? We're about to get a red line, but not that red line that you think about. <laughs> Right. But we're about to get a red line. Uh, hopefully I get to ride it. Oh, what, 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 what do they call the city? Uh, what is it? An, is it an L? Is it an L? Yeah, the, it's, the, it's, the, it's, black, it's the black butterfly in the yeah, white the L. black butterfly in the they white They saw that white L on the uniform. They, I guess it wasn't it, big enough. Yeah, we, we, we know why you really hate it. We know it. Anyway, hey, man, this was a great show. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad we made it back. <laughs> yes, we're back, people. We're definitely <laughs> back. We will be back. On the weekends. Now, we are recording this Thursday evening. 
I haven't done this in a while, so it may take me a long time to edit it. So you might get this in August sometime, but we are back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do my best to have this release tomorrow. I'll do my best to have this done tomorrow. But yeah, man, um, we, we, we got to plan some things for the summer. Oh, happy Father's Day to all the happy fathers, to, to Garland and myself, to all the daddies yes. out there. It's coming up all this Sunday. So make sure you relax. Let the kids do everything. You know, my there wife you asked me, what are your kids doing for you for Father's Day? I don't know. I'm not playing. I'm the, I'm the daddy. I'm the pappy. They got a plan for me. Why don't you call them? You know, that's what I'm talking about right there. Exactly. If it was Mother's Day, if it was Mother's Day, this shit would have been planned three weeks ago. Oh, a month ago. You need to get them reservations early. Exactly. I seen um I seen a little TikTok and it was so true. It was like Mother's Day, they get all these fancy dinners and jewelry on sale. (laughs) Father's Day cargo shorts be on sale for $9.99 for Father's Day. I ain't mad at cargo shorts, though. I was about to say, I got enough pairs of cargo shorts, though. They practical. One of them Baltimore City Connect jerseys need to be on sale or one of the hats. You, now, I'm, I'll am i admit, I'll admit, I'm... I'm I'm hood and I'm ghetto. And when the first when the first run came out, you know, I let that ride. I waited for I'm waiting for the bootleggers to get their hands up. For Tapsico. It's the difference between a $35 hat and a $15 hat. But the, the B gonna be back was done. I went on to Fanatics to buy me a jersey and they said 150. I was like, you know what? Let me wait until I uh just read across somebody or somebody on Facebook be like selling them jerseys, $25. You get it at Patapsico, but Baltimore gonna be spelt wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you. But you're right, though. You're right. It's going to be. They selling that mug. Baltimore. 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 <laughs> so, but I'm, I'm gonna get me one. I'm gonna get me one because I think it's fresh. So, and depending on who's selling them, is it might be somebody from the west side. It just be the west side neighborhoods on there. Ain't gonna be no east side neighborhoods on there. It's gonna be bra man gonna be selling them. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> Hey man, this was this was good. You know, it's late. I gotta work tomorrow. Yeah, you know I mean, I got work. Yes, tomorrow. we do. So, we do have to work tomorrow. And happy Juneteenth too. It's, it's all it's happy Juneteenth. Festive. Yeah, man. Yeah, Everything is Juneteenth. going on. For those of you that forgot Juneteenth was coming or didn't know, that's exactly why we celebrate because mm-hmm. of you. You yeah. did not know, and that's the whole point of Juneteenth. They didn't know. Yeah. They was they, they was know. they was still out there slaving it up mm-hmm. until they homeboy was like, yo. I know you're not still a slave, my nigga. <laughs> Yo, they ain't tell y'all y'all was off? <laughs> Bro, we clocked out like five years ago. <laughs> y'all still y'all still working? <laughs> Yo, what you doing tonight? Oh, well, after I picked this cotton. Pick cotton? You still picking cotton? How much you get paid? You don't. Bro, you know you ain't got to live like that no more. <laughs> you know why right. I don't do that no more. <laughs> man. Anyway, man, 
we're gonna get sanctioned. Me, yeah, we we just got back and we're gonna get sanctioned and fined and mm-hmm. everything. You know what? Let me play this outro. Hey, all things black presents fanboys. <laughs> I'm Calvin. That's my guy Garland. And we will talk to you all next time. <laughs> you have been listening to Fanboys. All things black with Garland. And it to the Thank you for listening. And make sure to rate and review this episode on all of your podcast platforms. Yeah, you're a wild boy. <laughs> Taking it to the street. Oh man, did he leave? <laughs>